This morning, we are continuing our summer series on Jesus' invitation to follow him. We've talked through the invitation that he extended to, to Peter, James, and John, and then last week, the invitation he extends to Matthew, which is followed by a, a dinner party at Matthew's house. That, that, that first invitation, it, it reminds us that, that sometimes Jesus invites us to, to push out into deeper water, to be honest with ourselves, honest with God, to try something new. The second reminded us of the importance of, of hospitality. We talked about how Jesus noticed people, how he stepped into their space, how he got to know them when he was there and he showed compassion and kindness. And we can participate in the restorative and healing work that Jesus started now and today by doing those same things. In both stories, there are lessons to be learned from the way that Jesus invites the disciples to follow him, as well as from the response from those whom he invited. The same is true with our, our passage today with the, the call of Nathaniel and Philip. It takes place in the, in the Gospel of John, right before Jesus crosses uh, the path with the, the first disciples. And as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, it looks a little bit different than it does in the Gospel of Matthew. Here in the Gospel of John, John the Baptist, he sees Jesus passing by and he, he points him out to two of his own disciples, one of whom was Andrew. The way John tells the story, it's, it's almost comical. They begin following after Jesus, and Jesus kind of turns around and says, What do you want? Now, of course, we don't know the exact tone that Jesus used. Was he annoyed? Mad? Were they maybe following just a little too close? Or was it more along the lines of, How can I help you? Maybe even a, a deeper question. What are you after? What are you looking for in life? The way that John writes, it leaves a little bit of ambiguity, but the interaction that follows points to the deeper question. They ask, where are you staying? But it's not just simply, where do you live? It's, where do you come from? What is your purpose? How can we get to know you? And that's when Jesus extends the invitation. He says, come and see and from that moment on, these disciples, they're going and they're seeing. But they also quickly begin to follow Jesus' example by extending invitations of their own. Right after this conversation, Andrew, he, he runs and he gets his brother, Simon Peter, and he says, We found him. We found the Messiah. Come, come and meet him. Andrew was, was so excited that he just he couldn't hold it in. Now, we don't know if Peter was at work or at home or, or maybe out in the market. But when I picture this initial uh, interaction and his response to Andrew, I can't help but think of Peter, kind of you know, the, the story of him denying Jesus at the resurrection. Brother, no, no, this isn't my brother. Shh, Andrew, shh, people are watching. They're going to think you're crazy. No, 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 I don't, I, don't, I don't know him. Okay, okay, Andrew, calm down, calm down. I'll come. Andrew, he introduces Simon to Jesus, and one of the most significant relationships in the entire Bible begins. Then, starting at verse one or verse 43 of chapter 1, we read this. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. 
Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come, come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were under the fig tree, or you still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We've all got that one friend. The, the adventurous friend who's an early adopter and is super excited to share whatever it is they found. A restaurant, a certain type of, of technology, a new routine, a place that you just have to visit on vacation. But for me, that friend is a, a friend named Jeff. Jeff was ordering from Amazon in the mid-90s before everyone knew what it was. He, he used a Palm Pilot before everyone had a, a smartphone. And every time I see him, he has some sort of new recommendation for a new roast of coffee or, or some type of new combination for wine and cheese that I just have to try this certain pair, as if my palate is developed well enough to tell the difference between one stinky cheese and another. There was a season where half of the cycling gear that I owned was comprised of hand-me-downs from Jeff. He'd get something new. He'd use it for a while, and then something newer would come out, so he would have to get that, and then he would, he would pass it down to me. We would both benefit. The truth is, when you're excited about something, you want to share it with your friends, with your family, anyone you care about. And that's exactly what we see here in this invitation story with John. Andrew introduces Simon to Jesus. Philip does the same with Nathaniel. And their stories, their stories remind us that an important part of following Jesus is inviting others along on that journey. Now, in many circles over the years, evangelism, this idea of sharing Jesus, it's become a dirty word. For whatever reason, the idea of inviting others to follow Jesus has become this, this thing that carries all kinds of baggage and has, all, has caused all kinds of, of harm. When I think of how evangelism looks in America, two images come to mind. The first comes from the movie Saved, which is about 15 years old. If you haven't seen it and want to laugh or maybe cry, it's definitely worth the watch. There's this, the scene in the movie where a Christian girl takes her Bible and she, she throws it at another girl's head shouting, I am filled with Christ's love as she walks away. The second image that, that comes from, to mind was from a, a trip that I took to the Indianapolis 500 with my dad six or seven years ago. As we walked to the racetrack, there are all kinds of protesters and, and with megaphones and, and signs that, that, that we're basically telling the crowds to, to either turn to Jesus or, or burn in hell. 
Both these images, the self-righteous Christian using the Bible as a weapon or, or the fear-mongering Christian, they leave most of us with a kind of a bad taste in our mouth. And they make sharing Jesus with others way more difficult. But that doesn't negate the need for us to actually share Jesus, especially if it's something we think is important. Shoot, later today, for our, for our family's 4th of July festivities, I'm making a, a smoked queso dip using a smoker that one friend recommended me, pans that another friend recommended, and a recipe that a third friend sent me. If it's so easy to share things that are relatively trivial, like, like queso, why is it so hard to share Jesus? When Philip finds Nathaniel and says, we found him, we found the one who, who Moses wrote about, it had to be exciting. Again, we can't necessarily read the emotion in the text, but it's clear that Philip wanted to share the good news with him. Philip doesn't present Jesus as the answer to every problem that, that Nathaniel has ever faced, nor, nor does he try to manipulate him or, or sell him something. He shares his experience, his belief. This is the man that the law and the prophets pointed toward. Nathaniel's response, it shows that, that he was caught off guard. Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, Nathaniel, he was, he was from Cana, about 10 miles up the road from Nazareth. And Cana was this well-established, well-respected community. And, and his response may have revealed just a little bit of hometown pride, but it was also just honest shock. But Nazareth is perfectly fitting for a Savior who's born in a farm and who dies on a cross. Philip can see that Nathaniel isn't convinced. He doesn't give him a book or throw a Bible at him. He doesn't rebuke him for disrespecting Jesus of Nazareth, nor does he try to argue his way and to show Nathaniel, hey, this is why I'm right. He says, come and see. The same invitation that Jesus extended to John the Baptist's disciples earlier. It was simple. Come and check Jesus out. Come, investigate for yourself. Now, there's a lot of ways that this might look for us today, and neither of them involve throwing Bibles or scaring people into heaven. It might be answering the friend who has questions about Scripture with, with something like this. Hey, Here's a Bible, let's open it together and let's see what it says. Or yeah, I, I know that you had a bad experience with that church. Why don't you come and, and check out mine with me? Or, or better yet, why don't you choose one that you want to go to and I will go with you and then we'll, we'll talk about it. Nathaniel has questions, but, but Philip isn't pushy. Instead, it's, you've got questions, let's explore them together. I also think it's important that he doesn't send Nathaniel out to, to find those answers on his own or point him in another direction. He doesn't say, go and see. It's, come with me. Come with me on this journey and see. So my question for us today is as simple as it is daunting. Who are you inviting to come and see? Now, again, I'm not necessarily talking about who are you inviting to come here to, to church at WPC. That might be a part of a conversation, but it's who are you inviting to join you on the journey, as you learn, as you grow, as you wrestle yourself with questions, as you follow Jesus, who are you inviting to that journey? It's so easy to share other parts of our lives, restaurants, recipes, good shows, whatever. What might it look like for you to share your faith?
After Nathanael accepts Philip's invitation, Jesus sees him coming out and he calls out, there's a real Israelite. And Philip replies almost sarcastically, you don't know me. And Jesus says, I I saw you under the fig tree before Philip talked with you. Nathanael, he cries out, Rabbi, son of God, king of Israel. He's simply overwhelmed. But this is just the beginning. Jesus tells him, this is just the start. You're going to see even greater things. And, And he does. Nathanael does see greater things. But it all starts with that invitation. Come and see. Who are you inviting to join you on your journey? 